Section 26, Volume 2 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Filippo Joaquin. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 2, Section 26. When it was the seventy-second night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Nuzhat al-Zaman heard her brother reciting, she called the chief eunuch and said to him, Go, fetch me the man who is repeating this poetry. Replied he, Of a truth I heard him not, and I wot him not, and folks are all sleeping. But she said, Whomsoever thou seest awake, he is the reciter. So he went, yet found none on wake, save the stalker, for Zau al-Makan was still insensible. And when his companions saw the eunuch standing by his head, he was afraid of him. Then said the eunuch, Art thou he who repeated poetry but now, and my lady heard him? The stalker fancied, that the dame was wroth with the reciter, and being afraid, he replied, By Allah, twas not I, rejoined the eunuch. Who then was the reciter? Point him out to me. Thou must know who it was, seeing that thou art awake. The fireman feared for Zaw al-Makan, and said in himself, Haply the eunuch will do him some hurt. So he answered, By Allah, I know not who it was. Said the eunuch, By Allah, thou liest, for there is none on wake here but thou. So needs must thou know him. By Allah, replied the fireman, I tell thee the truth. Some passer-by, some wayfarer, must have recited the verses and disturbed me and kept me awake. Allah requite him. Quoth the eunuch, if thou happen upon him, point him out to me, and I will lay hands on him, and bring him to the door of our lady's litter, or do thou take him with thine own hand. Said the fireman, Go thou back, and I will bring him to thee. So the eunuch left him, and went his way, and going in to his mistress, told her all this, and said to her, None knoweth who it was. It must have been some passer-by, some wayfarer. And she was silent. Meanwhile, Zaw al-Makan came to himself and saw that the moon was reached the middle heavens. The breath of the dawn breeze breathed upon him and his heart was moved to longing and sadness. So he cleared his throat and was about to recite verses, when the fireman asked him, What wilt thou do? Answered Zaw al-Makan, I have a mind to repeat somewhat of poetry, that I may quench therewith the fire of my heart. Quoth the other, Thou knowest not what befell me whilst thou wast a faint, and how I escaped death only by beguiling the eunuch. Tell me what happened, Quoth Zaw al-Makan, replied the stalker, While thou wast a swoon, 
there came up to me but now an eunuch with a long staff of almond tree wood in his hand who took to looking in all the people's faces as they lay asleep and asked me who it was recited the verse finding none awake but myself i told him in reply it was some passer-by some wayfarer so he went away and allah delivered me from him else had he killed me but first he said to me if thou hear him again bring him to us when zau al-makan heard this he wept and said who is it would forbid me to recite i will surely recite befall me what may for i am near mine own land and care for none rejoined the fireman thou design is not save to lose thy life and zau al-makan retorted needs must i recite verses verily said the stalker needs must there be a parting between me and thee in this place albeit i had intended not to leave thee till i had brought thee to thy native city and reunited thee with thy mother and father thou hast now tarried with me a year and a half and i have never harmed thee in aught what ails thee then that thou must needs recite verses seeing that we are tired out with walking and watching, and all the folk are asleep, for they require sleep to rest them of their fatigue. But Zawa Makan answered, I will not be turned away from my purpose. Then grief moved him, and he threw off concealment and began repeating these couplets. Stand thou by the homes and hail the lords of the ruined stead, Cry thou for an answer, belike reply to thee shall be sped. If the night and absence irk thy spirit, kindle a torch, we repine, and illuminate the gloom with a gleaming greed. If the snake of the sand dunes hiss, I shall marvel not at all. Let him bite, so I bite those beauteous lips of the luscious red. O Eden! My soul hath fled in despite of the maid I love. Had I lost hope on heaven, my heart in despair were dead. And he also improvised the two following distiches. We were unworthy days enthralled to all our wills, dwelling in union sweet and homed in fairest sight. Who shall restore the home of the beloved, where showed light of the place, for I conjoined the time's delight. And as he seized his verses, he shrieked three shrieks and fell senseless to the ground, and the firemen rose and covered him. When Nusat al-Zaman heard the first improvisation, she called to mind her father and her mother and her brother and their whilom home. Then she wept, and cried to the eunuch, and said to him, Woe to thee! He who recited the first time hath recited the second time, and I heard him hard by. By Allah, and thou fetch him not to me, I will assuredly rouse the chamberlain on thee, and he shall beat thee and cast thee out. 
but take these hundred dinars and give them to the singer and bring him to me gently and do him no hurt if he refuse hand to him this purse of a thousand dinars then leave him and return to me and tell me after thou hast informed thyself of his place and his calling and what countryman he is return quickly and linger not and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the seventy-third night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that nusat al-zaman sent the eunuch to make inquiries concerning the singer and said beware how thou come back to me and report i could not find him so the eunuch went out and laid about the people and trod in their tents but found none awake all being asleep for weariness till he came to the stalker and saw him sitting up with his head uncovered so he drew near and seizing him by the hand said to him it was thou didst recite the verses the fireman was feared for his life and replied no by allah o chief of the people it was not i but the eunuch said i will not leave thee till thou show me who it was that recited the verses for i dread returning to my lady without him now when the fireman heard these words he feared for zau al makan and wept with exceeding weeping and said to the eunuch by allah it was not i and i know him not i only heard some passer-by some wayfarer recite verses so do not thou commit sin on me for i am a stranger and come from the holy city of jerusalem and abraham the friend of allah be with you all rise up and fear with me rejoined the eunuch and tell my lady this with thine own mouth for i have seen none awake save thyself quoth the stalker hast thou not come and seen me sitting in the place where i am now and dost thou not know my station thou wottest none can steer from his place except the watchman sees him so go thou to thy station and if thou again meet any one after this hour reciting aught of poetry whether he be near or far it will be i or some one i know and thou shalt not learn of him but by me then he kissed the eunuch's head and spake him fair till he went away but the castrato fetched around and returning secretly came and stood behind the fireman fearing to go back to his mistress without tidings as soon as he was gone the stalker arose and aroused zawal makan and said to him come sit up that i may tell thee what hath happened so zawal makan sat up and his companion told him what had passed and he answered let me alone i will take no heed of this and i care for none for i am mine own country quoth the stalker why wilt thou obey thy flesh and the devil if thou fear no one i fear for thee and for my life 
so Allah upon thee. Recite nothing more of verses till thou come to thine own land. Indeed, I had not deemed thee so ill-conditioned. Dost thou not know that this lady is the wife of the Chamberlain, and is minding to chastise thee for disturbing her? Belike, she is ill or restless for fatigue of the journey and the distance of the place from her home, and this is the second time she hath sent the eunuch to look for thee. However, Zawal Makan paid no heed to the fireman's words, but cried out a third time, and began versifying with these couplets. I fly the carper's injury, whose carping sorely vexed me. He chides and taunts me, wotting not. He burns me but more grievously. The blamer cries, He is consoled, I say, my own dear land to see. They ask, Why be that land so dear? I say, It taught me in love to be. They ask, What raised its dignity? I say, What made my ignominy? Whatever the bitter cup I drain, Far be from me thy land to flee. Nor will I bow to those who blame, And for such love would deal me shame. Hardly had he made an end of his verses, and come to a conclusion, when the eunuch, who had heard him from his hiding place at his head, came up to him. Whereupon the fireman flee, and stood afar off to see what passed between them. Then said the eunuch to Zaw al-Makan, Peace be with thee, O my lord. And on thee be peace, replied Zaw al-Makan, and the mercy of Allah and his blessings. O my lord, continued the eunuch, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the seventy-fourth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the eunuch said to Zawa Makan, O my lord, I have sought thee these several times this night, for my mistress biddeth thee to her. Quoth Zawa Makan, And who be this bitch? that seeketh for me, Allah curse her, and curse her husband with her. And he began to revel the eunuch, who could make him no answer, because his mistress had charged him to do Zawal Makan no hurt, nor bring him save of his own especial free will, and if he would not accompany him, to give him the thousand dinners. So the castrato began to speak him fair, and say to him, O my lord, take this purse, and go with me. We will do thee no upright, O my son, nor wrong thee in aught. But our object is that thou bend thy gracious steps with me to my mistress, to receive her answer, and return in weal and safety, and thou shalt have a handsome present, as one who bringeth good news. When Zaw al-Makan heard this, he arose and went with the eunuch, and walked among the sleeping folk, stepping over them, whilst the fireman followed after them from afar, and kept his eye upon him, and said to himself, Alas, the pity of his youth, to-morrow they will hang him. And he ceased not following them, till he approached their station, 
without any observing him. Then he stood still and said, How base it will be of him if he say it was I who bade him recite the verses. This was the case of the stalker, but as regards what befell Zaw al-Makan, he ceased not walking with the eunuch till he reached the station, and the castrato went in to Nuzhat al-Zaman and said, O my lady, I have brought thee him whom thou soughtest, and he is a youth, fair in face and bearing the marks of wealth and gentle breeding. When she heard this, her heart fluttered, and she cried, Let him recite some verses, that I may hear him near hand, and after ask him his name and his condition and his native land. Then the eunuch went out to Zaw al-Makan and said to him, Recite what verses thou knowest, for my lady is here hard by, listening to thee, and after I will ask thee of thy name and thy native country and thy condition. Replied he, With love and gladness, but and thou ask my name, it is erased, and my trace is unplaced, and my body a waste. I have a story, the beginning of which is not known, nor can the end of it be shown. And behold, I am even as one who hath exceeded in wine drinking, and who hath not spared himself, one who is afflicted with distempers, and who wandereth from his right mind, being perplexed about his case, and drowned in the sea of thought. When Nuzat al-Zaman heard this, she broke out into excessive weeping and sobbing, and said to the eunuch, Ask him if he have parted from one he loveth, even as his mother or father. The castrato asked as she bade him, and Zaw al-Makan replied, Yes, I have parted from every one I loved, but my dearest of all to me was my sister, from whom fate hath parted me. When Nusat al-Zaman heard this, she exclaimed, Allah Almighty, reunite him with what he loveth. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 26 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 2 Recording by Filippo Joachim